said, what is the greatest thing? I know Jesus. Yeah, I did all that stuff, but the surpassing greatness is knowing Jesus. Knowing, don't add anything else to it. Knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I'm looked down now. Other people look down on me. I'm not high up in my Jewish community anymore. And I, I mean, I've lost everything. But it's nothing compared to having Jesus. I have Jesus. For whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ. The word rubbish, you know, it's like garbage. And I looked it up in the Greek dictionary. It, it also means like animal excrement. It's like dog poop. All that stuff I had is like dog poop compared to having Jesus. It's garbage. It's garbage. So Paul was saying, any honor or prestige I had, I consider it garbage. Anything I accomplished in my own strength that other people admired me for, I consider it garbage. All the effort I put into trying to be righteous and pleasing God, was garbage. It's all garbage. Compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. Knowing Jesus. I see puzzled looks on people's faces. So let's go to point number two. Paul no longer tried to earn his own righteousness. Too many Christians, they're born again, but they're still trying to earn their righteousness. And Paul stopped. He stopped trying to earn his righteousness. Verse 7. I will give it to you. There we go. Oh, excuse me. Back up here. That's what I wanted. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Anybody in here in Jesus? Oh man, it's awesome to be in Jesus. I haven't always been, but I am now. Praise God. And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own. This is important. I don't have a righteousness of my own anymore. But the next part says, that comes from the law. Paul just wanted Jesus. Okay? He just wanted Jesus. It wasn't Jesus plus keeping the law. Paul said, that's evil. It wasn't Jesus plus circumcision. That's evil. It's just Jesus. He gave up trying to have a righteousness of his own by keeping the law. He gave it up. Paul was no longer trying to be righteous by keeping the law. And this message, I know it's unsettling sometimes for people because we think we've got to earn something. You know what I'm saying? In life we have to earn things. Righteousness isn't that way. You can't earn righteousness from God. I'm hearing very few amens. I'm either... I may get fired after this message. I'm not really sure. But I'm going to give you scriptures. I'm going to give you scriptures. Because 
We, way too many of us are trying to earn our righteousness even after Jesus already saved us. It's called the gift of righteousness. Do you earn a gift? A gift is given, correct? And there are multiple scriptures that talk about the gift of righteousness. We'll go through some of them. I'm not going to hold you here forever. Okay, so we'll go through some of them. Paul no longer tried to earn his righteousness. Let's look at this passage here in Galatians chapter 2. Paul is writing to the church in Galatia. And, uh, and they're trying to add stuff onto Jesus also. It's Jesus plus keeping the Mosaic law. It's Jesus plus circumcision. And he's, he's having to straighten them out. Because that's not the message he brought to them. That's not the message they heard. Verse, uh, Galatians 2, verse 16. I've got it in the New Living Translation. It's just a little easier to understand. And yet we Jewish Christians know that we become right with God not by doing what the law commands. This is scripture. I'm not making this stuff up. And yet we Jewish Christians know that we become right with God not by doing what the law commands but by what? Faith in Jesus Christ. So we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be accepted by God because of our faith in Christ. And not because we've obeyed the law. For no one will ever be saved by obeying the law. Oh, let me read that again. For no one will ever be saved by obeying the law. Amen? I mean, you have to say amen because it's scripture, okay? <laughs> you have to. Otherwise, I'll call you heretics, okay? So, <laughs> it's scripture. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Gave you a bunch to look at on this one. Galatians 3 verse 10. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God, those people who are thinking, okay, in order for me to be in a right relationship with God, I've got to keep the law. But those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. Whose curse? God's curse. Wow. That's kind of shocking. For the scriptures say, Cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all these commandments that are written in God's book of the law. Anyone who doesn't keep every single commandment without exception, without flaw, is cursed. They're under God's condemnation. How much hope does that give you? How much hope does that give me? None. None. Well, I'm done. Let's go. No, no, no. no we'll, read, we'll read a little more here. Consequently, it is clear that no one can ever be made right with God by trying to keep the law. No one will ever be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. 
The life that God wants to give us, to, put, to bring into us, only comes through faith. It doesn't come through trying to keep the law. How differently, or how, how different from this way of faith is the way of law, which says, if you wish to find life by obeying the law, you must obey all of its commands. So if you're, if you're trying to find your righteousness by being good enough and by keeping the law, then you must keep every single law without exception every day of your life. And if you mess up once, it's too late. It's too late. Do, do you want to try to earn your own righteousness? Paul said, it's garbage. I'm done with it. I'm done with trying to earn my own righteousness. I tried so hard. I did everything. But it's garbage. Compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus. The surpassing greatness. Okay, so let's go to point three. Paul embraced the righteousness that comes from God. He stopped trying to earn his own righteousness, doing what he could in his ability, and now he is embracing a righteousness that comes as a gift from God. See, when you hear the word gospel, what does gospel mean? It means good news. If you have to be good enough to make it to heaven, is that good news? Is that good news? No, that's bad news. But if God says, I have a gift to give you. I will give you my righteousness. Is that good news? That's good news. Gospel. Good news. Let's take a look at that. Paul embraced the righteousness that comes from God. Let's just read through it. I consider them rubbish. Okay, all that stuff that I accomplished. That I may gain Christ. And be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from who? God. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't have its source in Paul. This righteousness actually comes from God. Okay? And it is by faith, not works, that you receive this righteousness from God. And we'll, we'll look at some verses. So, by faith. What do I mean by faith? It means that you believe these things. What is that? You believe Jesus is the Son of God. You believe that He did come from heaven to be born as a human, just like one of us. He was God. God the Son. But He laid that aside and He came to be born through Mary to become a human, just like us. And He, and he lived here on earth he had brothers and sisters. And he never sinned. Ever. He never violated God's law. He was never out of the will of God. He lived this perfect life. And then, around the age of 30, it was a designated time. He said, I'm going to lay my life down now. No man can take it from me, but I will lay it down. And scripture says he allowed men to take him and nail him to a cross... 
because he was going to be the sacrifice, perfect, sinless sacrifice for all of your sins and all of mine. He who knew no sin became sin for us. And so he died for the sins of the world. But God did not leave him dead. God raised him back. Raised him back to life. And then he said, if you will put your faith in Jesus, in Christ, if you will repent from living your own life without God doing your own thing, and you'll come to me in repentance and say, I'm sorry for that. I believe Jesus is the Savior. I believe he is Lord. I receive him as mine, my Lord and as my Savior. That's the faith it's talking about. That's the faith it's talking about there. It's not a complicated thing. It's by faith. Righteousness isn't something we earn. It's a gift. 2 Corinthians 5.21 I quoted that, but here, let's just take a look at it. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that's Jesus, so that in him, in Jesus, we might become what? The righteousness of God. Not our own righteousness. The righteousness... Basically, Jesus said... I'm going to become you and all your sinfulness and all your shame and all your rebellion. I'm going to become you and I'm going to make you me. Switch places. You're going to be the righteousness of God. I'm going to be the sin of the whole world. It was a gift. Amen? You're not mad, right? Because it's really quiet in here. Okay. Let's look at Romans. Romans chapter 4. Verse 4. Paul is trying to explain to the church in Rome this righteousness by faith. It's not by works. It's by faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift. Workers earn what they receive. So you've worked all week long and you, get, you come and your boss comes to you and says, Hey, here's a gift. Are you going to say thank you for the gift? Or are you going to think, that's not a gift. I earned that. I worked all week. I labored. And you owe that to me. Okay, this is no gift. Let me tell you that right now. You owe it to me. And Paul says, when people work, their wages are not a gift. Workers earn what they receive. You've earned it. You've worked for it. But people are declared righteous because of their faith. Not because of their work. Nobody's going to stand before God and say, man, I worked really hard to do the right thing and to be good and to do all of this stuff and, and you know, I'm righteous. And God is going to say, you are not righteous and I don't know you. Wow. If there's anybody who thinks they're good enough to make it to heaven, good enough to be with God, they're sadly mistaken. There's, nobody is good enough. Nobody is. But people are declared righteous because of their faith, not because of their work. King David spoke of this, describing the happiness of an undeserving sinner. Undeserving sinner. You don't deserve it. You haven't earned it. You really shouldn't be getting it at all. Okay. The, the happiness of an undeserving sinner who is declared to be righteous. That happened to me. An undeserving sinner. 
sinner that God just declared righteous. It was awesome. It was awesome. And I've been a perfect Christian ever since. No. The precious blood of Jesus continues to cleanse me. Well, let's go to the next part. So that was up to verse uh, 6. So let's do 7 and 8. Oh, what joy of those whose disobedience is forgiven. Oh, isn't that good? Whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose sin is no longer counted against them by the Lord. God himself says, I don't see it anymore. It's gone. That's good news. That's good news. Let's look at some more. I still need to convince some of you. Okay. Romans 5.17 For the sin of this one man, Adam, Paul is talking about where sin came from and how through Adam, the first man who did sin, that everyone since then was born with a sinful nature. You know? They just have a sinful nature. Babies, you know... The first words they learn are, yes, mommy, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Now, typically, one of the first words they learn is, no. And that's sin nature. There it is. Except for this baby on the front row. That's probably not going to happen. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over us. But all who receive God's wonderful, gracious, what? Gift. But all who receive God's wonderful, gracious gift of righteousness will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Through him, we receive the gift of righteousness. Romans 5.19 For just as through the disobedience of the one man, speaking of Adam, the, uh, the many were made sinners. Many. But also, through the obedience of the one man, Jesus, the many will be made righteous. It's through Jesus. It's not through your trying to be good. It's not through you trying to keep the law. It's through Jesus. Romans 5. And we're almost, we're almost done here. Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore... Since we have been made right with God. Isn't it awesome to be in a right relationship with God? I remember going to bed at night thinking, man, you know, if I have to stand before God someday, that is not going to be a good day. And I didn't try to think about it too long because, you know, that's not a very pleasant thing to think about. So, you you know, you, you think about other things instead. But those moments would come in my life and I'm thinking, man, I, if God is real, I am not looking forward to standing before Him someday. Because I knew, I, I knew my life wasn't perfect. I knew I liked my sin. I knew the stuff I was doing that I wanted to keep hidden. I mean, I knew that stuff. But the day came when I finally received Jesus as my Savior and as my Lord. It was by faith. It was by faith. If this stuff is true, I I want it. I want it. I want a new life. 
I want her forgiveness. I want to walk with God. I do want to walk with God. I just can't. But I do want to. And you know what? God accepted me. He embraced me. He saved me. He declared me righteous. And then when I would go to bed, I would think, man, I'm in a right relationship with God. I don't care if I die tonight. I'll just be with Him. That fear of standing before the Lord was gone. It's awesome. But it's by faith. It's by faith. Simple, childlike faith. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. It's not because of what we have done. It's because of what Jesus has done for us. For God so loved this world, He sent His only begotten Son. Whoever believes on Him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand. And we're confidently and joyfully looking forward to sharing God's glory. We're looking forward to being with Him one day. I'm not, you know, I'm not fearful of the day that I do stand before the Lord. I'm looking forward to it. And it's not because of my own righteousness. It's because of this gift of righteousness that God has given me. Let me finish with one last passage. It's a fairly long one. But I want you to understand, if you are trying to earn your righteousness, that's what Paul was trying to do. And he said, it is all garbage. It is all garbage. And do not add Jesus plus keeping the law to be saved. And do not add Jesus plus being circumcised to be saved. He said, don't add anything to this. It's just Jesus. Faith in Him and what He has done for you. Well, Mike, doesn't that give you a... Like, then you can just live any way you want to and do a whole bunch of sin and just just get wild and stuff and, and just thank God for His... You don't want to live that way. After I surrendered my life to Jesus... God put a new heart in me. Literally. There was like a new heart that got put in me. I didn't have a great big spiritual experience. I mean, I wasn't like flying with the angels or anything like that, okay? But when I asked Jesus into my heart, I was sincere. And then my heart changed. Instead of wanting to keep my sins secret, you know what I'm saying? You you know what I'm saying, okay? Instead of trying to just keep doing all the stuff I was doing and making sure nobody found out about it, it's like my heart was saying, I don't want to do that anymore. But I still had bad habits, let me tell you. Okay, I still struggled with sin, let me tell you. But my heart was different. It's now, it wasn't, I hope God's not watching while I do this. Now it's, God, help me. Help me. I want to live for you. It was a new heart. God, the scripture says God takes out the stony heart and puts in a new heart of flesh that he is now molding and shaping. If you say, I've asked Jesus into my heart, and man, I live a life of sin and I love every bit of it, I would say, you're not born again. 
You, you said a prayer, but it was not repentance and faith. Because when you receive Jesus, sincerely receive Him, you get a new heart. And yes, you still struggle with sin. But you want His help. And you go to Him. And He helps you overcome. And it is sometimes a very long process, but He helps you overcome. This is the gospel. It's not Jesus plus works. It's Jesus. It's the gift of righteousness. Let's, let's look at one more thing here. I did say there was one more. This grace. This favor of God. Grace means the favor of God on you. You're saved by grace. The favor, undeserved favor of God. For by grace are you saved through faith. But it says this about grace also. For the grace of God that brings salvation... The favor of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It's available to everybody. And it also teaches us, once you've received this grace, it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly desires. God's Spirit is in us. And the grace of God is on us. And instead of wanting to get away with all the stuff we wanted to get away with, there's a change. The grace of God in us is teaching us to say no to the things we we just always said yes to. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And it teaches us to live self-controlled. Instead of just, "Ah, whatever I want. We learn some self-control. It's a process, but we learn it. We learn to be upright in godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us. Redeem, to buy back. We were under the control of Satan, that fallen nature. And Jesus gave his life and purchased us back to God. And now we're God's possession who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness. And to purify for himself, here's the process, to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what's good. See, Jesus purchased us from the penalty of sin, but he also purchased us from the power of sin. So we're declared righteous by God and that power that we were enslaved to is broken and now with Jesus' help every step of the way he helps us to get free from sin. Jesus came that we would be free. I wasn't free to sin. I was bound to sin. I wasn't free to look at pornography all the time. I was bound to look at pornography all the time. Let me tell you, freedom is when you don't have to look at it anymore. Freedom is when it's not plaguing you and tearing at you anymore. Drinking? I don't need to drink. It's not my escape. Jesus is my help. I don't need to get high. I don't need to escape. I'm free. Jesus is my help. He's my strength. Paul said, it's Jesus. Let's give Jesus a hand right now. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. The gift of righteousness. Worship team, you can come on up here. We're going to close the service in just a moment. The gift 
of righteousness. Paul no longer put confidence in his human efforts. Things that he could boast about, garbage. They were garbage. Paul no longer tried to earn his righteousness. It's garbage. He gave it up. Paul embraced the righteousness that comes from God through Jesus Christ. The gospel message. If you've been thinking it's Jesus plus me being really good, that's how, I'm, that's how I get right with God, you need to repent of that. You need to repent and say, no, Jesus is my only hope. Jesus alone is my hope. If you've been... If you said a prayer to ask Jesus into your heart, but you never really meant it, and you're just living in whatever you want to live in, and you don't really care about what God thinks, you're not born again. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. You need to repent and say, God, forgive me. And I truly do want Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Then that childlike faith will save you. And God will declare you righteous. He will declare you righteous. He will give you the gift of righteousness. Christians, if you're condemned because you're struggling with sin, stop that. Thank God for the gift of righteousness. Stop looking at what you're struggling with all the time. Keep your eyes on Jesus and ask Him to help you. Jesus, help me with this. I'm struggling. Please help me. And if you fail, get up and say, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. And help me. I want to overcome. Listen, He's going to complete what He started. He's going to complete what He started. He's faithful. He's faithful. So, ending this service, nothing's going to happen unless the Spirit of God has been working on it hearts. <laughs> I understand that. But if you need Jesus as your Savior, then I want you to come up here in just a little bit. And we're going to pray. And it needs to be a sincere prayer, but we're going to pray. And you can, you can ask Him to save you from all the stuff and to forgive you from all the shame. And He will. He will. If you've been tapping law onto Jesus, just, re just repent of that. Ask God to help you. I want to do the right thing just because I love God. I'm not trying to earn my salvation. My salvation is a gift. But I have a changed heart. I, I want to walk with Jesus. And so do you if you've asked Him into your heart. You want to walk with Jesus. Let's stand together. Let's stand together. I want you to close your eyes if you would please. We're almost done here. What I have said doesn't really matter, but what the Lord has been speaking to your heart is what really, really counts. And if He has been speaking to you and saying, you need Jesus, He is your only hope. You're not good enough and you'll never be good enough. Jesus is your only hope. If He's been speaking to you and you, you want to give your life to Jesus as your Savior. I want you to raise your hand so I'll know that there, uh, there's people I need to play with. So just raise your hand. Okay? Alright? You can put it down. You can put it down. If you've been trying to mix making your own righteousness plus God's righteousness 
nothing to ask for a raise of hands, but I just, I just want you to just say, God, forgive me for that. It's just Jesus. It's just Jesus. This next part, I know it's a, maybe a little scary, but if you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, would you just please come to the front? Don't be afraid. But I want to pray with you here. This church is filled with people who have taken that walk to the front and received Jesus, and we'd love to see others respond. So just, would you just please come right now? I'm going to pray with you. You're going to ask Jesus into your heart. You can ask the person next to you if they'd like you to come with them to help them out, but would you just please come? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Anybody else, just please come. Just please come. This is between you and Jesus. You're getting things right with Jesus. This is such an important decision. right relationship with Jesus Christ.